It's your radio sisters. I'm Rachel. I'm Bo. And I'm Ally Cat. Well, we're singers, songwriters, and sisters. And if you're curious about the creative process like we are, stick around right here. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories and interviews from the world's biggest stars and most creative minds. You'll take away artistic gems to fuel your own creative process and get that project started already. Or get the mojo to keep on going. That's right. It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. <laughs> All right, well, it's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie, and your seat is saved on the sister couch right next to us. The coffee's hot and the inspiration's real. So glad you're here. Oh, yeah. So hang out with us this next hour along with our guests, and they're going to give you the mojo to keep on keeping on. Let's get to it, sisters. The Mulberry Lane Show's on Celebrity story songs You're gonna have it going on When we tell you who's stopping by now Well first up today We're gonna kick things off with a special couple Trista and Ryan Sutter You guys know them from the very first Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons And guys, can you believe it? They've been married for 16 years They've got two kids They're sharing some stellar advice About how to stay in love And keep a relationship going Through the ups and downs of life Yep, and maybe you were one of the 26 million viewers Who watched their wedding special One of the most watched shows In reality TV history And you guys can re-watch that And all of the Bachelorette and Bachelor series On Tubi that's T-U-B-I, which is a free video streaming service. All right, so stay tuned for Ryan and Trista coming up here really soon. Okay, sisters, who's next? Well then, from Universal Records to Atlantic Records to Sumerian Records and hitting the Billboard charts in between, you guys are going to hear from hometown guy Justin McCain of Through Fire. So I can't Now, Justin and the guys of Through Fire are going to be playing May 10th at West Fair Amphitheater at River Riot. And you're going to want to be there because this is the first concert Through Fire has given in the area in over a year. And they're going to be on tour all summer. You've got to catch them while they're here. Then if you've ever wondered why some people seem to get break after break, you're going to want to hear Justin's advice, how to break through fear and just go for it. Now their mantra is never give up, never give in. And after you hang out with Justin for a bit, you'll see how much he truly lives this philosophy. Mm-hmm. Justin McCain coming in loud and clear today. Yep, fired up about this interview. Okay, Rachel, who's next? Then putting the exclamation point at the end of the show is Gary Hoey, one of the world's top 100 guitarists of all time. You heard the first part of his interview last weekend. You're going to catch up again with Gary this weekend. This go-around, he shares all about his songwriting process and if you're following your passion, how you need to think of that monetarily. This is a good one, guys. Now you can catch Gary May 8th in Lincoln at the Zoo Bar, May 10th in Kansas City, and May 11th in Omaha at the Chrome Lounge. You can check out his brand new album, Neon Highway Blues. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, you guys, you heard from us last week, and we were telling you how our new goal of the month is to get more organized here yes. at the Mulberry Lane Show. So <laughs> right now, we're going to give you a little update on our process. That's right. And earlier this week, we had several interviews on Wednesday, and I just saw an alert come up on my phone that 3 o'clock... Marcus 
So I'm like, oh, who is Marcus? What band is he from? And I don't have anything about him. So I called Allie and I'm like, what band is Marcus from? And do you have any information about the interview? And I was like, oh my gosh, Rachel, Marcus is my pest control guy. And I had put him on the wrong calendar. I put him on the Mulberry Lane calendar, not my personal Allie calendar. So she thought Marcus was someone we were supposed to interview. But Marcus was a guy coming over to take care of my spider problem. So no, you will not hear from Marcus the pest control guy on the Mulberry Lane show. (laughs) And we quickly fixed our calendars. So now we think we're set going forward. But each week we're trying to handle another organizational problem. Another organizational faux pas. Yes. So again, if you have any tips on organizational apps or tips that work for you on staying organized, we are all ears. That's right. We need help. Help us. (laughs) Okay. Well, our next guests need no help in the relationship department. No, they've got it down. Trista and Ryan Sutter of The Bachelor and Bachelorette fame are here to give you some user-friendly tips you can put into your relationships right now. Yeah, but we're so happy you're hanging out with us today and you're along with us on this journey. We'll meet you back here on the Mulberry Lane Show right around the corner. This is Bo here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. This segment is brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology, Advanced Comprehensive Medical, Surgical, and Cosmetic Dermatologic Care. BraddockFinnegan.com. Find the harmony right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Rachel, along with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. Welcome back. Okay, guys, Trista and Ryan are here. They are, of course, from the very beginning of the Bachelor and Bachelorette series. Now, fast forward 16 years, and they're still sharing their love story, complete with two kids. Now you guys have a chance to relive the love and all the Bachelor franchises airing on the free streaming service, Tubi. That's T-U-B-I. So right now, on this show, it's Bachelor Nation. Welcome Welcome to the show, Trista and Ryan. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Great to have you here. Okay, guys, so what's it like knowing everyone can relive the whole Ryan Trista love story right now <laughs> as it happened 16 years ago? If you could only see Ryan's face right now. <laughs> oh, poor guy. I'm really excited about it because who else out there has footage of when you first met your husband and when you had a first conversation and when you had your first kiss and when you met his parents and when he met yours. Right. You know, all the things. We have that and I think it's really special. Now flip to Ryan and the fact that he has to watch me date 24 other guys again. You know, that's not super comfortable. So Ryan, are there things that you have picked up this time around that you're like, hey? Uh, I haven't gone back and watched it. I mean, I, I honestly barely watched it the first time because it was so tough to sort of deal with. And so it it is what it is, and I'm certainly really grateful for having had the opportunity to go on the show. And, you know, but I was always kind of comforted by the fact that the technology was so (laughs) primitive back then. Like, unless you had a VCR and a VHS tape, you were not watching Ryan Sutter on The Bachelorette. And now... Surprise! It's it's like a nightmare for me, but it's... (laughs) It's okay. I'm going to get through it, and we'll, we, oh, we'll be you're fine. you're fine. <laughs> You've been married for 15 years. You're good. You're good. Yeah. So now, have your kids watched any of the footage? They haven't. I mean, they've seen little bits and pieces of the wedding. 
Which you can watch. So on TV, you can watch the first episode of The Bachelor, the first episode of The Bachelorette, and our wedding special, which, okay. you know, we'll show the kids at some point. And Ryan actually just brought up a really good point that he would like for me to watch it, like sit down with the kids and watch it with them for the first time instead of uh, having their friends introduce it to them, which I think is yeah, a really, really good, smart good idea. idea. I, I think keeping the lines of communication open with your children is really important, and I'll do that so that they can come to me with any questions instead of running to their I friends. I like that. When we knew you guys were coming on the show, in our Insta stories, we asked people to submit their questions for you, and the most common question that everybody wanted to know is, how have you guys managed to stay in love and keep things together for 15 years? So what is your secret, Trista? Uh, I wish we had a secret, because I'd love to be able to share it so that more successful relationships could happen, but it's really just about the things that you hear about all the time, you know, communication and forgiveness and trust and respect and honesty and laughter and friendship and gratitude, you know, all, all the things. So, yeah. yes. you know, one day you might need more forgiveness. One day you might need more communication. One day you might just want to not be together. And one day you might want to be together all day. So it's just, yeah. I think it's all about riding the wave and prioritizing each other. I like yeah. that. Ryan, what about you? I think Trista hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it's so easy to, you know, not see the forest through the trees. If you're going to sort of evaluate yourself on these moments, whether they're good or bad, I think it's like when you um, invest in your retirement and you check the stock market every single day and you freak out about it because it went up or it went down, but really you're planning for long term. And that's kind of the way you have to look at your relationship is you're going to have these moments of of turbulence and you're going to have these moments of ecstasy, but you realize that none of them are going to be consistent. You can't always be ecstatic and you're never always going to be you know, in these lulls. So you take things as they come, you enjoy the good times and you work through the bad times and you look at it as a big picture, long-term process. And and if you keep that perspective, I think that's a healthy way to, to go about it. And that's sort of what we've done. And and our kids help, too, because they can become the focus a lot of times, and that's always fun, especially, you know, we're in a good period in life with our kids. They're 10 and 11, so they still like us, and they still like, you know, they like to do things, and so they're a good distraction. Yes, yes. If you guys are just joining us, you're listening to Trista and Ryan of The Bachelor and Bachelorette right here on The Mulberry Lane Show. So now the Colton and Cassie season just ended and you guys totally understood the whole fence jump thing. So, you know, the pressure that you guys feel between, you know, what the producers want and then your own feelings. How did you deal with that? You know, actually, Ryan jumped a fence. (laughs) I'm not lying. He was the first fence jumper, even though people don't remember it. So you can go back and watch. But he... At the bachelor party, he jumped a fence. That was part of the wedding special and disappeared for a long time. So just like Colton. And then what was the other? Oh, he disappeared on the final rose ceremony day. So I'm getting my hair and makeup done and they come in and they say, "Uh, we can't find Ryan. He just left the hotel and went to another hotel and wanted to clear his head and not be around anyone and just disappeared. I so totally get that because the pressure has got to be so intense. Yeah, so Ryan, what was the story behind that? Uh, Well, the night before, the producers had said, hey, we want to get there to your room super early and we want to get you kind of getting out of bed and do some (laughs) shots, you know, by the window, contemplating this big day. And I'm like, hey, whatever. (laughs) In the back of my mind thinking, all right, they're going to be here at 7. I need to be out of here by (laughs) 6. So I just got up early and because this is a, big deal right there's a there's a show and then there's a life and i needed at that point to just figure out 
okay, well, if she picks me, what's going to happen? And then what if she doesn't pick me? And like, I needed to sort some things out. Yeah, I just sort of snuck out and left. And I knew I was coming back. Yeah. And at that point, I didn't really care what the producers thought or whatever I, yeah. I had done. It's my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, when Colton did that, I was like, oh, man, I totally get it. I'm surprised more people haven't yeah. done that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool it's that tough. you have that understanding. Exactly. So then before we let you go, Krista, what would you say that Rose represents to you now? Oh, love. It's my life. Um, it's part of my history. And it's crazy that it's part of pop culture, but it really, to me, is a personal story of of how I found my husband and, and the love of my life and my family, you know? And Ryan, what does the rose symbolize for you now? <laughs> uh, um, I think the same things. Just this cliche, it's sort of a... It's sort of a representation of love, but it was the beginning of so much. I, I still have the final rose hanging in my closet. It's dried, and it's uh-huh. sort of a reminder of mm-hmm. that night and everything that began at that time. But uh-huh. we and the world always will look at roses a little differently now because sure. of The Bachelor. Yeah, sure. Well, we want to thank you for sharing your love story and being here on the show with us. It's great getting to know you guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks Thank for you. the song. Oh, Bye. yeah. That was Trista and Ryan Sutter here with you guys today on the Mulberry Lane Show. Everyone has their individual love story, and theirs is certainly unique and long-lasting. Be sure to check out the early seasons of The Bachelor at The Bachelorette and Trista and Ryan's Wedding on Tubi, that's T-U-B-I, free streaming video service. When we come back, you're going to meet the guy behind the music of Heartland-based band Through Fire, Justin McCain. Keep it here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Well, Dr. Mary Finnegan of Braddock Finnegan Dermatology is here to tell you about Aqua Gold. So Aqua Gold is a small vial that has small stainless steel needles that are finer than a human hair in which we can leave product in the surface of the skin. The procedure takes about 15 minutes for the whole face. It gives a very dewy look, an airbrushed look. There's mild redness, otherwise no downtime at all. Aqua Gold at Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. That's Braddock Finnegan It's your creative fueling station, the Mulberry Lane Show. Glad you're here with us. This is Allie, along with my sisters, Rachel and Bo. Let's jump back in. Okay, well, River Riot is happening May 10th at West Fair Amphitheater, and Omaha-based band Through Fire will be a part of the Music Fest, headlined by Hailstorm. Now, Justin McCain of Through Fire joins your weekend right now to chat the twists and turns of the band's history and what you can expect if you go. Welcome, welcome to the show, Through Fire. Welcome, Justin. Hey, what's up? Hey, <laughs> good to have you. Those now, are some good harmonies right there. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Thank you. Thanks. First, let's talk about what people can expect from your guys' set at River Riot. Absolute insanity. Uh, yeah! It's, it's going to be a fun show. The whole lineup's great. And this is actually our first hometown show in, like, I want to say a year and a half. Okay. Maybe two years. So people need to come out, see you guys while they can. Absolutely. Yeah, we're stoked. The history of the band. You guys have had so many twists and turns in your development. You guys started out as emphatic. You were signed to Atlantic Records. Talk a little bit about your past and how it's brought you to the music and the band Through Fire. Well, Through Fire's just a completely different entity than Emphatic was. 
I'm the only member uh, that was from Emphatic. Okay. And my current singer now, he did fill in and do some touring with us as Emphatic, but he was never the official lead singer of the okay. band. But it actually started way before Atlantic. Uh, I got my first record deal with Universal Records um, back in '05. Okay. That was with Emphatic, so okay. that was the first deal we ever had. And Monty Lippman signed us. Okay. Oh, yeah. So Doug Morris was the head of the label, and they were kind of going through that split, so yes. we actually signed to Motown uh-huh. Records, Motown Universal, and then that's when they split into... Yeah, because uh, we were Republic on MCA well. Universal, so the, yeah, we were part right. of that whole split. So you probably know the, the Doug Morris's... Yep. And yes, Littman's and the Littman's, yep. And, and all the, yeah, all great dudes, but that whole split kind of uh, had us, you know, not doing a whole lot, and then we just dissolved that situation and that was kind of the start of all the streaming and all the downloads and the whole model changed for the whole industry it was pretty much the very beginning of that mm-hmm. and then over the course of the next four years did some different things and had some band member changes and stuff and we ultimately ended up signing another deal with atlantic records and that was kind of when things really started to change yeah. and, and streaming stuff started taking over. That was a cool situation as well. I mean, great team over there at Atlantic. So take us from your Atlantic signing to now. The shortest version of the long story is that just kind of dissolved because my singer had a vocal injury oh. and he couldn't sing anymore. And that's when I actually brought in my current singer now. Okay. So he went out on the road with us and was just filling in, trying to help out. And ultimately, it just led to we were unsure of the future Where of the band because we didn't have our official lead singer at the time. So and then just started over again, brought in another new singer and got another record deal through Caroline. And then that ended up falling apart. So I finally decided, I was like... You know, I don't want to give this up. This is my dream, and I've been fighting a long time, and this is all I know. So Grant, my current singer now, the guy who had filled in on multiple tours, okay. I told him, you know, let's just do an album together, you know? And it was going to be under the name Emphatic, but after we did the album and stuff, I decided, well, I'm going to shop it around, see if anyone's interested in picking it up. So we had multiple offers from labels, and we ended up signing with Sumerian Records. Okay. We just decided, hey, it's it's time to change the name. And then did you like Sumerian because they gave you creative control? Well, I thought I'd take a risk, to be honest with you. Okay. I was actually sitting in my living room with my wife thinking about, who don't I know in this business? What label have I not spoken with? Yeah. The show Ancient Aliens was on, and they kept repeating over and over the Sumerian records, Sumerian records. And I thought, Sumerian records, duh. I don't know anyone over there. Why? So I started Googling who owns it, who runs the show, all this. I hit up the owner on Facebook that night and asked him if I could send him my album. And he hit me back with his email, and I sent it to him. The next day, he emailed me back and said, you didn't give me your phone number. I need to talk to you. So I sent him it. And he called me back right away, and he said, I'm signing the band. This, this album's a hit. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Justin McCain of Through Fire right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You know, many people in the music industry try to get one record deal, but you have had multiple pretty major label record deals. So what is it about you or your songwriting or you as an artist that gains the trust of a record label? Well, it's a tough question to answer because, you know, you have to have a lot of different things going on and a lot of components hitting at once. 
first of all, perseverance and drive. But a lot of people have that and mm-hmm. never achieve quite what they want to. So I think it's a lot of just keeping at it and honing my songwriting and building those relationships. I think one of the things in the past that I've seen you know, unsigned bands having trouble with is they would think, okay, we, we wrote this album, it's great, we're going to put it out there, the world's going to pick it up, we're going to get a deal, everything's going to be great. But they don't really study the business side of it. They don't build those relationships with the people, and they're, they're not branding and marketing things the right way. For me, at a very young age, I just became fascinated with the business as a whole. So I didn't focus on how fast can I play on the guitar. I didn't focus on how good can I be at this one thing. I kind of dabbled in everything yeah. and, and started to hone those skills all as one over the years. Okay, And I think that's really played into the success that we've had. So now not a whole lot of people would find the owner of a record label on Facebook and send them a message. What thoughts go through your mind to help you overcome either the doubts or the intimidation that comes with, you know, approaching someone who's in a position of power? Every time I called Universal Records and Atlantic Records and asked them if I could send them my demo tape back, you know, 15 years ago, and they'd hang up on me. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And then I ended up getting record deals with both of them, and I told the CEOs that story, and they're like, wow, we can't believe that. You know, that's a story of perseverance, if there's any. So basically just being knocked down and getting up, you know? You can't Uh be afraid. I had so many no's coming up through the ranks, and that's going to happen. You guys say that never give up, never give in are the words that are the foundation of which Through Fire was born. And what you're saying really speaks to that. You're never going to win over everyone. Everyone has different opinions. It's a very tough business. You just got to keep doing what you do and do it to the best of your ability. Be patient, which, if you ask my wife, the most impatient person on the planet. So <laughs> she would know. <laughs> some of what I say is kind of an oxymoron, but um, you just got to keep at it, period. That's now, it. One thing that has been consistent over time, I believe, is your songwriting. If I got to pinpoint one thing, uh-huh. that's probably my biggest passion. I right. mean, I love being on stage. I love performing. I love interacting with all the fans. But ultimately, the core is the music. And that's something that I learned from Sophia John, actually. Okay. She always told me, she said, Justin, if your music sucks, nothing else matters. Yeah. And I'd send her songs, and I'd think, man, this song's great. And she'd tell me, Justin, that song sucks. You need to write a better one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she was just completely and honest with you. Honesty. But then honesty. you also have to know who to trust, too. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, it, you it, knew exactly. she had good ears. You knew she knew what she was talking about. Yeah, 100%. And you have to have those people in your life who are going to be brutally honest with you. Mm -hmm. If you have nothing but candy coaters around you, then you're never going to succeed. Got to take a quick break. Be right back with more from Justin McCain of Through Fire. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show, reminding you not to give up your daydream. Your weekend getaway. Glad you're hanging out here on the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Bo, here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. 
If you're just tuning in, you're about ready to rejoin guitarist and songwriter Justin McCain. Originally, he was with Emphatic, now with Through Fire. You can catch Through Fire at River Riot, happening May 10th at West Fair Amphitheater. Let's get back now with Justin McCain of Through Fire. How did you hone your songwriting chops? Yeah, and are you more of a co-writer or are you more of a single writer? I rarely co-write. On this new album, I wrote eight of the ten songs myself, every okay. part, every word, every lyric. Okay. And I did two co-writes. To write Are you hard myself. to write with? Um, <laughs> I don't know, because I don't write with a lot of people. So you're probably more of a writer in solitude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, with our Atlantic album and stuff, I did a lot of different co-writes and met some amazing songwriters. Okay. was very lucky and blessed to work with people who have written on some massive albums Mm -hmm. and they all you know were very supportive of of me and you know they're like well we think you need to push to be a songwriter and stuff because you know we think you're really good and it just gave me a lot of confidence and sure just got to the point where i look at it like a blank canvas like if i'm an artist Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing wrong with co-writing there's nothing wrong with collaborating but for me if i'm looking at this blank canvas and I can only use red and blue because someone else has to come in and use the other colors. Yes. Then am I really giving it everything I am? No. Mm-hmm. I so get that. For me, it's hard to let go because I'll sit down and I'll have the lyric or the melody in my head and then, you know, put the, the guitars and the keyboards and everything to the drum beats. And for me, it's a song, you know. I've never been just a guitar player. Okay. Or, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you have a home studio. I don't have a home studio, actually. You don't actually. have a home studio. So how do you do your demos? Where do you record? My rough, rough demos are me singing into my phone, sending yep. it to the label, saying, what do you think about this? Okay. That's the rough version. But okay. there's a couple different studios that I'll go to, and I'll always hire whatever engineer I want to work with. So like on this last album, I brought out a guy from L.A. named Alex Gaza. I'll basically have a guy in the room pushing all the buttons because that's where my impatience comes in okay i can never have my own home studio because i can't sit there and feel like there's any sort of structure you know like i have to like be worried about this program right now i want to be 100 percent creative yeah well it's it's hard to be in both sides of your brain at the same time right right but you're good at the business side can you do that simultaneously i think it all coincides i mean there's no specific time allocated to either Okay. I may have business calls at 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, and I may wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning dreaming about some lyric, and I have to run downstairs and, you know, work on it. So Okay. Sounds like us. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. Like, we try to make ourselves structured and have, like, go to bed at this time, get up at this time. And, you know, we have kids, and we're trying to always make ourselves more organized, and it's like, we just can't do it. We, like, up at 3, calling each other, like, oh, my gosh, I have this idea. It's, like, crazy. Yep. What's up next? What's being released and all of that? So we're obviously doing the hometown show, River Riot. After that, we're going to lay low here for the next month, and we're in the middle of working on a co-headline tour. Okay. Our first single is being released this month because it's May now. Okay, awesome. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Justin McCain of Through Fire right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. 
So before we let you go, one of the main goals of our show is to inspire people to keep their creativity alive and to go after their dreams and what makes them happy in life. No and to never give up or never give in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to borrow a through fire philosophy. So what would you tell someone who might be listening who is wanting to do something big, but they have those voices in their heads that say, oh, you know, you're not good enough or, you know, that's for no, other people. Or no one in the family has done anything like that, you know, that kind of stuff. What would your advice be? First of all, you have to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, no one else is going to believe in you. So when you believe in yourself, you're going to get a lot of no's, just like I said I did. But you got to keep going at that point. You have to have a certain level of confidence, but also be humble and, and know that there's a lot of people in this game on, on every side of it, from the industry side to musicians trying to do the same thing the next guy or girl is trying to do. Never give up, but you have to have that belief in yourself, and you have to really invest the time and effort and energy into doing everything in your power to be the best version of you possible. Uh-huh. Because if you're not doing that, no one else is going to do it for you. So right. true. Because, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of times you wait for, okay, I'll find someone who will turn me into the next such and such. Uh, no one's just going to randomly find you. I mean, uh, uh, I'm sure anything is possible, but if you're not doing enough to create a buzz and make the, whoever it is come to you, yeah, then, you know, you got to really take a look at what's going on around you and what you're doing and what your goals are and kind of reevaluate and realign and come up with a better plan. Yep. Love well, it. Justin, this has been awesome. Finally getting yeah, to know you. Great. And then people can find you on Instagram and Twitter at T Fire Music. And on Facebook, they can search Through Fire. Throughfiremusic.com has all the updates and stuff. Okay. Maybe we'll circle back and do something once the album drops in July. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Justin, okay. thank you. Thanks, Perfect. Just, take thank care. you to both of you. That's Justin McCain of Through Fire. Make sure you check him out May 10th at the West Fair Amphitheater for River Riot. When you come back, you're going to hang out with guitarist Gary Hoey. Now, he's been named one of the top 100 guitarists of all time. You heard the first part of the interview last weekend. Well, you catch up with Gary, part two. Stay tuned for a healthy helping of the blues. We'll be right back, right here on the Mulberry Link Show. We've got you covered. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. It's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. Last weekend, you heard from guitarist Gary Hoey, who's been named one of the top 100 guitarists of all time. Now you heard all about his brand new album, Neon Highway Blues, where the musical chat continues right now with Gary Hoey. Now, Gary, you've mentioned a software you use when writing songs. Can you talk a little bit about that? When I write music and songs, I hate just taking a notepad and staring at a notepad with a pen and going, okay, we're going to write lyrics now. I sometimes like having music and maybe just a title, and then I'll throw the song on and then put on a microphone and put on a track, and I'll just sing mumbo-jumbo. And I find that sometimes, just singing mumbo-jumbo, 
will make you kind of go, okay, where's this song going? You know, um, when I wrote The Mercy of Love, really improvised about 80% of it, first time out. I don't know why, it just came out. So then when I go to finish it, I use Master Writer is the program. It's called Master Writer, and Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20 and a bunch of artists use it. And it's a subscription-based program. You go to the website, you create an account Mm -hmm. at Master Writer, and then you can use it anywhere you are in the world. If you're on a tablet, your laptop, wherever, all your songs kind of go with you. But it's great for helping you with rhyming, lyrics, phrasings. It's really a truly helpful program. I think people will love it. Yeah, that's a great tip for any musician who's writing. And then I wanted to ask you, Gary, about the process that every creator musician goes through of putting together your album and being kind of introverted in creating it. And then when you release it, you have to be like super extroverted with, you know, social media and the tour and the interviews and all of that. How do you handle that process of going from your cocoon to hello world, I'm back? Oh, wow, that's a good question. You know, I think it's really about just getting your mindset where, you know, you know, okay, it's time to go out and promote and sell the record and sell the baby and, you know, bring the music out there. And so for me, when I put out a record and people actually like it, it means a lot. It's like when they stop calling (laughs) and they stop wanting to talk to you, that's when you got to worry. So for me, it's a lot of work, you know, it's a lot of energy, man, but it's definitely something that I look forward to. What's your relationship like with social media? Are you a fan or not so much? Yeah, I I love social media to the point of, you know, it's great to get the feedback and talk to everyone. And Facebook, you know, Instagram is at Gary Hoey Band. We go by at Gary Hoey Band. But, uh, yeah, we're very active, man. I'm always answering fans. And, you know, they'll message me like, what time are you guys going on? And I I answer them because I know some people drive in four hours or whatever. Or if there's three bands on the bill, they want to know when we're actually going on. And so... That part of it, I think, is super cool that you can actually answer your fans. You know, could you imagine texting Led Zeppelin, you know, right. in the 70s? Hey, man, you know. <laughs> well, it's great to have that one-on-one relationship, too. No, I love it. I'm right on the verge of hiring a woman, okay. social media yeah. managers, and she's going to help me kind of run my social media. I do it all myself right now. You know, I answer and I do all my posts. And sometimes I'll drop off for like a week and a half. There'll be no tweets from Gary for like two weeks. You know, <laughs> I'm growing a beard and I'm in the studio. I haven't showered in three days. And, you know, yes. I'm You're just like social media ready. In other words. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I don't want to be showing my face right now. It looks really gross. And, and I have to disappear sometimes. I don't know what it is. I just I have to get lost in the music for a while. You got to follow that. I think so. And you got to kind of protect your creativity. I think constantly sharing things, it's hard to get to that personal deep space you need to create. Unless you share your cocoon and your your face that's not, you know, shaved or whatever. For you, not for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. No, it's what each artist can handle. Like for me, I think sometimes it's nice to go away for a little bit. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I like a little mystery sometimes. Right. <laughs> You're listening to guitar virtuoso Gary Hoey right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. One of the missions of our show is to have, you know, the listener keep their creativity alive, you know, their dream alive, whatever they're going for. So do you have any words of wisdom, things that you have done in your life, maybe like your own self pep talk that keep you going for your goals? You know, for me, I think you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision when you're steering your life goals, like what do you really want to do? Where do you really want to be? Mm-hmm. And if it's someplace you're not right now, then you got to make some hard decisions. you got to make some changes. And then what you need to do is 
you know, if you're an artist, whether it's a musician, a singer, a drummer, a bass player, you know, whatever you are, put yourself in it as much as you can. You realize you have to have little goals to achieve the big goals. Right. You know, I'm a big person on making lists. I have tons of notepads all over my house. And then I kind of make sub-goals, you know, like if you want to record your first album, you got to start somewhere and you got to start writing music and you got to start building it. But I find if you do a little bit at a time, you're going to have ups and downs with anything in music and the industry. There's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of things going on. But you have to understand, if you have a gift, if you have a gift and you know you're pretty good at something and you're working hard at it, then that's such a unique thing to be able to have in this world. And so many people that can never play music, that wish they could play music, is something that's half of you know the pay of whatever you're getting. So if you're only making 20000 a year making music, consider yourself making 40000 Because if you're living your dream, you're getting twice the salary of what anyone else is getting because people that are not living their dream, they're only making money, but they're not getting from them is not fulfilled. So if you're living a dream, get in that studio, and if you can avoid a day job, even making a minimal amount of you know money making music, making a living, you have to pat yourself on the back and say, you know what, man, I'm doing this. But don't lie to yourself. If you're not going in every day and working hard and really you know, creating content, then don't look at everybody else and point fingers and say, how come that person's not helping me? And be honest to yourself um, and work hard. And I guarantee you, if you make a list on a notepad, when you look back at that list in six months, I guarantee you more than half of those things on that list you will achieve and you'll forget you ever even wrote them down. Uh, that is so good, Gary. That's like some of the most solid yes, advice. Concrete advice. Yeah. And I love the fact that, you know, putting a monetary value to the fact that you're pursuing your dreams. I mean, that's the kind of things you need to hear because it is true. When you're pursuing your dream and doing what you love, it is worth more than money. It really is. Still to this day, you know, I'm like, well, I can't believe I've been doing this for this long. I cherish every day I wake up and I can just do what I want to do. You know, I don't go punch a time clock at a job. And sometimes I envy people that get a salary every week and they know how much they're making and they can take their families on vacations and they can really plan ahead. I, I'm a musician. Sometimes I can't do that because my, mm -hmm. my life's moving a little more volatile. But the thing is, you can make it whatever you want it. But know the blessing of what you have as you're doing it. And the trade-off is every morning you get up and love what you do. Yeah, man. And it's hard. And no one's standing over your back going, hey, get in the studio and get work done. Mm -hmm. So you have to be a little bit more self-disciplined or you at least have to set your goals so that you know you're being productive. Like when I have interviews or I have things that I have to get done and everyone's telling me, you know, Gary, you got to go do these things. I have to be responsible. You know, I have to take it seriously or your business won't go. And so... At the same time, we want to wake up and go, hey, hey, we don't have a day job. Treat it like a business, or in the end, it won't be successful. Well, Gary, always a pleasure talking with you. Gary is going to be through the heartland May 8th in Lincoln, May 10th in Kansas City, May 11th in Omaha. Check out Neon Highway Blues for a travel down the blues route. It's a great listen from start to finish. Gary, always great to have you here on the show. Oh, I can't thank you guys enough. It's so much fun to hang out with you. And I really thank you guys so much for supporting the album and all the times we've been hanging out. And uh, I wish you guys all the best. Mm, we love Gary Hoey. And now you guys got to take a little time for some Gary Hoey blues. Hard to take all the pain your heart can bring. Now it's time.
for one of our favorite parts of the show, show notes. Yes, Allie, and this is where we share with you the best bits of advice from each of our guests on the show today. Mm -hmm. Well, first, you guys heard from Trista and Ryan, and Ryan said, think of a relationship like investing in your retirement account. And if you're checking the stock market out every day and freaking out about the ups and downs, it doesn't do any good. So you got to look at your relationship in the same way. You can't freak out about all the little ups and downs, the good and bad that happen. You got to keep a long-term perspective and play the long game. Yeah, Rachel, I've never heard that analogy before, and it certainly is a wise one. So solid advice from Ryan and Trista. They should know they've been married 15 years. Thanks, Trista and Ryan, for stopping by the show today. And then, Rachel, Justin McCain of the band Through Fire had some advice for wherever you are in your career. Hit us up. He said, first of all, believe in yourself, be humble, and do the hard work to be the best version of yourself. Now, he said, when you become the best version of yourself, you can't help but create a buzz and make them come to you. So don't be waiting on your fairy godmother to turn the pumpkin into a chariot. Mm -mm. You got to do the work yourself. Amen, sister. Be your own fairy godmother. Uh Justin, a big radio hug for bringing some hometown vibes to the show today. And finally, you heard part two of our interview today with guitar virtuoso Gary Hoey. Now, Gary said, if you're living your dream, you're getting twice the salary of what anyone else is getting who's not living their dream. Yes, because the fulfillment of living your dream is actually worth more than you know. And I love putting a monetary value on fulfillment. It's something that we should all do because there's so much importance in actually living your dream. Gary had such a good point. Thanks for sharing that today. Gotta love that musical math. That's the kind of math I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Creative fulfillment math. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, we'll take these bits of advice into your week. Have a great week and meet us here same time, same place next weekend. Same sister couch. We'll be waiting right here for you. We're signing off for now. Remember, your Mulberry sisters love you. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Woo!